Internet outrage is poisoning the way we communicate. Everyone's angry, everyone's cancelled, and no one's allowed to think for themselves. So we're here to fix that. Welcome to Subtweet This. 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 <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Subtweet This. Got our lovely crew here, and also a guest to have another conversation that we have here, Tom Shaggy. And then we're gonna let's just have our crew members, you know, introduce themselves a bit, see how their day is going, and then go to our guest. I'll go first. Hello, my name is Gothics. I'm enjoying my coffee this morning. In this wooden cup here. Uh, Is it real wood? No, it's not real wood. Oh. That wouldn't work out very well. I got this from Walmart. Wouldn't it? Ah. Oh, goddamn, man. I hate it. I already hate everything. Got the joke's going away. (laughs) All right, you then? (laughs) Go ahead, Della. Hi. Once again, I'm Della. Not to be confused with Brother Della, the most wokest person on social media right now. Um... I'm I am tired. It's Sunday morning. I wish I was still in bed. And it's fucking cold. It got cold out of nowhere. I love it. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> and we have a special guest, Tom. Hello. Hi. Hey, hello, Tom. How you doing today? Oh, it's it's a beautiful Sunday morning. Oh. Like Della said, it's the temperatures come down a little bit. It's comfortable outside. And I'm locked in my basement talking to you three. It's awesome. That, that is great. That sounds like a th- like if you didn't know us, if nobody knew who we were, that sounds like a very scary situation. I'm just locked in this bath in, in this basement with all these people. Everything sounds right about that. <laughs> I agree. So we we have Tom here today because Tom reached out to us because he agreed with a lot of things we were saying about how social media has become this new wave of if you don't agree with the masses you are automatically labeled as either racist, transphobic, uh, Trump supporter, everything worse, everything bad. So it's the whole fear of being able to openly share your opinion and not be attacked. Because I, 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 we can all say here and subtweet as well, m- mainly Vanessa can say that the minute she shares one opinion, she can say fucking... Mustard isn't that good, and she's she's gonna be called uh, mustard hater, breathe. and I can just breathe huh? and get canceled. Yeah, she's discriminating yeah, against you, condiments. Yeah, I got yeah. <laughs> so Tom Shaggy, being a cis white male, as he was so kind to let us know, <laughs> what are some of the struggles you face being a cis white male on social media God in twenty twenty? Are you just jumping right into it? Okay, <laughs> yeah, just just bam. <laughs> All right. Um, <sighs> You know, it's, I don't even know if it's, it's not even like a, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm so oppressed. I can't do anything, you know? Cause I mean, the bottom line is, is there's a lot of stuff going on on the internet that I sit back and I read and I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, I think for a while I just, I kind of went along with it. I was like, yeah, all this stuff, like black lives matter and the police suck and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, all these people getting killed and then. The more, the more I took it upon myself to like, I like crossed over to like re, uh, reading and watching like what people would call conservative news. And of course it messes up my algorithm if you want to say that, but like it started just giving me another perspective on it. And then even my own friends, like other 
like my other white friends were, were like attacking me. Like, what are you talking? Are you defending child molesters and rapists? I'm like, what? Like, no, all I'm saying is, is like, just get, get perspective on things. Like, I couldn't even say to people on Facebook or Twitter, like, you should just get perspective. Like, look at some conservative news. Like, look at something that makes you uncomfortable. You know, it's like, like I couldn't even tell them. It's like, do you, you know how you build muscle? You go in there and you rip your muscles apart so they can heal and you get bigger. You get more fit. Like, this is exactly what you have to do to your brain. If all you're doing is staying in your echo chamber, you're just, you're just going to be confirmation bias. It's just being what, what you want to hear. And I just, I just wanted to challenge myself and being that, and like I just started not agreeing with a lot of stuff that was being said. And my, my mom was a, a police officer for tw over 20 years. So when I started hearing all this stuff about how like, like police officers are trained to find black people and kill them. I'm just like, no, that's just not true. Like, and if you say that, like there's a danger in that, like you, and then this is where I get labeled as an all lives matter person. It's like, so you're saying that black or you're saying that uh, blue lives matter then I'm like, no, what I'm saying is, is that when you spread misinformation on things like how police are trained and what they're trained to do, you are then putting them in danger because you're putting this in other people's head that they need to hunt cops because they're hunting, you know, innocent black people or innocent white people. Like that's just, it's just, just not the case. If anything, people like that, or, you know, police officers are trained to like not draw their weapon and not use it. It's like, it's the worst thing you can do. And every single one of them that I've come across has been, you know, acutely aware of that. So it's just, I guess the, the struggle on social media now, or even in daily life is just, if you don't fall in with the hive mind, you're, you know, or if you don't fall in with the mob, the mob's coming for you. That's, that's just what's happening. That's yeah. scary. That sucks. It's, it sucks. It's scary. So, <laughs> so w w is it safe to say that you, do you consider yourself a conservative or what do you consider yourself? No, I, I mean, I was, I always, uh, recently I thought of myself as like a centrist and like left. So, cause there, I mean, I still hold some like liberal ideals and everything, but like, I, you know, I'm not like fully like, yeah, keep your guns, but like, I don't have a problem with them. I think there's certain guns that people shouldn't have and certain like, attachments, but like, I, I don't like to, I, I hate using the words left and right because it puts people in these boxes mm -hmm. yeah. that like in those boxes are on the extremes now. They're right. not even like, it's not even a big box anymore. So I, I'm, I'm more of a centrist and definitely left of center. I was finishing up work last night and I'm like, how are we going to do this podcast tomorrow? I was like, I, I need, like, I don't even want to be like a politically affiliated anymore because mm -hmm. if you're on the left, you're like branded as a person who like likes to burn buildings down and like destroy everything. And if you're on the right, you're racist and you're xenophobe and it's like the, there's no good place anymore. And even the center, people are like, oh, well, you're on both sides? Well, that's even worse. Yeah, <laughs> you're useless. So you can pick a side. <laughs> yeah, you got you to, you got to, you got to, you got to with red or you with the blue. You with the fucking elephant or the jackass. Which one? It's, it's, it's like people don't even, the, the thing is, is like a lot of people aren't even aware that there is a middle ground when it comes to like political parties or anything like that. So whenever I'm talking and I'm always talking from the perspective of, I, I think I identify more with libertarian. And anytime mm -hmm. I get into any type of political discussion online, I have to preface with, 
I am not a Trump supporter, but like I have to do that <laughs> first because if you say anything that is not like following that hive mentality of what people on the left would consider like, you know, right for them, it's like I'm automatically labeled as a right-wing Trump supporter. Like it's so weird. Yeah. I find it weird with the the irony of especially when you were talking about with police, everyone just comes to the generalization of them just oh, they're trained to hunt down black people. And it's just it's weird because they're trying to fight against the same thing that they're kind of doing. They're trying to say like, all right, they're going for all black people, but we're going to brand cops as all racist and they're all doing this and they're all doing that. So mm -hmm. it's just, it's weird, the hypocrisy when it comes to that. And also what you mentioned with the hive set mentality is that everyone, it seems like it's okay now that everyone that's, that remains in their echo chamber, it's actually, it just does a lot more harm because I think it desensitizes people up to the point where it's just like they feel like they're being attacked literally for listening to other ideals. So they take like, okay, when it's to a specific topic, instead of being like, you know, having a critical mindset, thinking of it from both sides, they actually get really defensive. They actually get angry because they're not used to stepping out of their own zone. When you're in a, a space where everyone's literally repeating the same shit, you think that nothing else is right. And, you know, that to be honest, that's kind of like what happened, I would say, with me and Nessa. I was always hearing the same exact thing all throughout college and, you know, throughout my family, everyone believed one thing. But to be honest, there was never any context behind it. I was always told, you know, I wouldn't say like I'm not a I'm not a Republican, but I was always told, yeah, they're all just, you know, rich white men that care about the rich. And then I was just like, how? And then I was told it's just the way it is. There was no context behind it. There was nothing. There was nothing to like defend because from what I always thought is that there's Republicans, there's parties, but everyone wants the same goal. And that is for America to prosper. We just have disagreements on how to go about it. So how do we have this party if it just wants to harm us? How do we have this party that's for good? I always question that until like this year with a lot of things happening. It, it did open my eyes up to a lot of things. And it kind of made me, if anything, more disgusted with how things are now. And I think even more now, people are just being more desensitized to like even just human life. Like one of the things that disgusted me recently was with police. And um, they had like, uh, was it think a police day or like um, give thanks to police. I think it was like yesterday or the day before yesterday. And it was trending on Twitter and people just put it with fictional characters. It's like, oh, the only police that I like are the ones from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's like, oh, the, the only police that I like is from that one black cop from Cloudy of a Chance of Meatballs. So it's just, to me, like, <laughs> That's the it's best cop. Yeah, he was dope, though. But, like, it's just, it's just disgusting, though. Because people are like, oh, these are the only police that I'm thankful for. And I know that these are by very young people who don't know shit, who haven't experienced that shit either. Like, you know, I was born in the 90s. Like, I was born in 91. I don't feel pressed. I haven't experienced today that I'm about to be 30. I know damn well some of these kids are born in 2000 who don't know what the fuck oppression is or even have experienced that. So it's even more disgusting hearing about that. I saw you were about to speak. That's no, I just, I think it's, I think it's fucking stupid. I think that like, especially because the fact that a lot of, of these kids, because that's who they are, kids, are feeling this fake oppression that they never really experienced before. It's like, okay, hypothetically speaking, something happens. Who are you going to call? You're going to go to Twitter? I saw you comment on that the other day, Della. Yeah. It's like, when you need help, you're going to go to Twitter and find help? Because yeah, like, it's, it's, it's so fucking, like, pardon my French, retarded. I'm sorry. Like, 
what goes through people's heads? Like, oh, all cops are bad, such and such. Defund, defund. Just last night alone, I was reading an article in Rochester, New York. 24 people were shot. It was a shootout. And 24 people got shot. Not one, not two, not a, a baker's dozen. Two dozen people were shot. And guess who the first people they called? The fucking cops. They didn't go to Twitter and go, oh, Twitter, my, my friend was shot. Please, please send likes and prayers and, and uh, donations. It's, no, the, the police. Like, I don't know where people think they're going to get their, their help from. What, yeah. what, I, I really want people who are listening to this podcast who agree with defund the police to tell me, to tell all of us, who are you going to when someone robs your ass, someone breaks into your house, someone hurts your family member, somebody freaking vandalizes your car? Who are you calling? Like, I, I, I don't get it. It's, it's, and there's no plan. And it just pisses me off. I, I, po- I posted the other day. Like, I'm sorry, I'm going to rant because I'm frustrated. Oh, but yes, um, the, not too long ago, I posted like the stats on how New York crime and murder has went up in August alone. Fucking 53% in murders. 5-3 in August alone. What is, the res- the- what is the response that you get when you post stuff like that? What's the response? It's, it's uh, quiet. It's, it's, it's white noise. It's white noise. It's just no white noise. No one wants to be attached to that. No one wants it's, to see a white light on there. No one wants to challenge it's, it. Because they can't. Nobody... Have- it's, it's just it, even I find that peculiar because like normally even regardless anything I post you know even like my I, t- I tweeted the other day I was just like you know I need the police we need the police that, t- to imply that all police are bad is to imply that all civilians are good and that's not the case mm. right I saw that that was yeah, good yeah 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 and and I uh, you know yeah I even had some rebuttals with that you know well actually this happened <laughs> to me blah 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 but the thing about that is when you present somebody with raw facts showing the showing the fact that crime is going up homicides are going up and stuff like that it's like it's not rocket science to me it seems like a very simple equation right you have less police and a lot of people who may or may not be in, in, indulging in criminal acts either because they're in poverty or because there is some type of cultural influence there because we already talk about how like hip hop culture glamorizes that type of like gang thug life so it's like uh, okay what's your rebuttal with that are you just going to ignore it like i don't I, I feel like it's just simple math the rebuttal is the cia put gang violence in the 80s oh my God. so that's why and uh, the crack epidemic is because the government gave crack in the 80s like we're going to constantly live in the past and not change. Yeah. And it's, just, it's, it's, it's crazy because yesterday driving home, there was a man walking literally on the freeway. Literally walking on the freeway. How do you get there? I don't know. The cops drove right past. <laughs> the cops drove right past because they're like, I'm not doing this shit. Yeah. And another thing, I was watching um that show, uh, uh, a Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was watching it. And like I was sitting there and I was just like, Wow, you know, this, this, you know, everybody's happy. You know, it's an all black town. It's happy. Everybody's having fun, dancing in the streets. Everybody's chill, right? Are you about to spoil something? Don't spoil it. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just saying, (laughs) why is it that as the black community, we can't go back to that? Where everybody's in the streets having fun, being safe and everything without Pookie from down the block shooting his friend because his friend didn't press the dude. Like, why, why did we go from having fun in the streets, being 
with ourselves, you know, you got the cops being assholes. Like, you know, you're going to have asshole cops. Let's not get that wrong. You're going to have that one asshole. There's always an asshole cop, no matter where you go. But why can't we go back to where we're having actually fun in the street, looking out for each other's community instead of trying to, like, harm each other? What what happened? What happened from that time, that era, to today? I remember when all of this started before that uh, I told Nessa that I feel like right now, like, not even for it to sound weird or anything, I feel like a lot of white people feel very, like, silenced, like they can't say anything, they can't have an opinion. And no matter what, I know, like, white, I know a lot of people are going to try and relate this to things that have happened to the past. To me, that's wrong in every sense. And um, I've, had, I've had a lot of Caucasian friends who I've talked to that kind of talk to me, like, if they can have permission to talk about things. And me, I, I just, I find it fucked up that it has to be that way because no matter what, since I, I always think this, I feel like with Caucasian people that you've kind of been policed on when you can talk about things. And that's personally how I feel when it comes to like my community where it's just like, okay, when this all began, all right, y'all need to be on the front line, say something, use your privilege. We need you now. But when it comes to other things, it's like, no, shut up, sit there. It's like when it comes to the other things, all right, you can say something now where it seems like very hypocritical. When it comes to things. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to ask, like, do you feel like, like on some topics that you sometimes just need the okay to talk about something or does it feel even more tense now? Well, I mean, yeah. I, I, and not, not that I need anyone's like sympathy. Like, it, you know, I'm a, I'm a grown ass man. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I know. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things that, yeah. I mean, I mean, especially now because I'm, I'm the problem, right? I'm the, I'm the master in the master slave complex, you know, like I'm everything that I do is made to keep clearly people of color down. Like, you know, I go get a gallon of milk. It's somehow oppressing someone else, you know, and like that. And and that mentality is just (laughs) with my hat with my hat. (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) It's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's counterproductive because, you know, I don't, I've never thought, that in my life that what I had to say was any more important than what any of you guys had to say. Like never once has it occurred in my life that like, well, because I'm white, it like everyone's going to hear it. And because they're, you know, black there, no one's going to hear it. And that doesn't matter. Like it's never been a thought that went through my head. And, and the fact that I have to think of that now, just like, like a good example, like when I was a manager, uh, 10 years ago, the first thing they teach you as a manager, like when you go start going through like training and stuff is like, don't touch your employees. Don't touch them. Don't, even if you mean to like, like touch their back, like, Hey, nice job. They say, don't do it because someone will misconstrue that as sexual harassment and you'll lose your job. And I thought that's, that's ridiculous. Like no way. Not six months after that, there, there was an incident where something potentially harmless became something totally not. And the guy lost his job. It was a really big deal. And obviously I can't go into details because it's all like legal stuff. But it it, it was just like, the point is, is like, you're always tiptoeing around something now as like a cis white male, you know, it's just like, what, why can't we have this conversation? Like, why can't I come to someone who I think the person I, I trust with information and they can talk to me like a friend, like people should know, like, I'm not here to, and I think the majority of especially my white friends like are not trying to oppress anyone or trying to do anything bad they're, they're if anything they're trying to think rationally on both sides of things like they're trying to take into account what you've gone through what i've gone through and like what is actually happening in the world you know mm-hmm. and you know it's just 
it's a problem because there, and I, I was going to say this before is like, there, there's no context in things anymore. It's, it's a string of tweets and people think like, Oh, well there, there was a, there was a twit longer or there was a, there was a, you know, a string of 10 tweets all together. Like they, they, they explained it all. I'm like, no, they didn't. And you know, there's, there's people whose job it is to provide context and that's a different subject. The news does a horrible job at providing context a lot of times, but yeah. you know, when people talk about their experiences or, or if I come to someone and I say, Hey, like, listen, my mom was a cop. Like I dealt with this stuff my whole life, you know, like this is just not the case. And everyone's, Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Cause that's not what I feel. That's not what, you know, that's not what the news says. Like, well, yeah, I guess if you watch the same news clip, 10,000 times the same person, you know, that would look like a problem to me too, you know, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I kind of strayed off of the question there a little bit, but you know, it is a little hard sometimes. And I was, I was actually really stressed out at work last night because everything was kind of starting to collapse in on itself where like, you just, you just can't talk, even like loved ones. It's really hard to talk to sometimes about, about these things because they're, they're stuck inside of this this echo chamber, this like dopamine addiction, you know, there's neuroscientists that's like that, like confirm the fact that like your beliefs are tied to your dopamine receptors. So if you're stuck in, in, in this, in this, uh, confirmation bias, like you're just, you're just feeding off a drug. You might as well be doing heroin. There's, there's no difference. And the people that step outside of that and start challenging their beliefs are really using their head. I'm not saying that everything that the, the right or the left says is correct, far from it, but you just need to be open to the discussion and, and everyone should feel comfortable in it. You know, it's, you know, I don't know. That's kind do you of, feel, do you have that a lot of disagreement with family members on certain subjects? Do you, do you experience that at all? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm able to keep it like, we're able to keep it civil though, but it, it's kind of an uncomfortable conversation, you yeah. know, cause like I would like to go in depth on certain things, but you could see that like lo more liberal family members tend to like, they get anxious fast and they start like really like, well, this, 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 more this, passionate, this, like, right? Whoa. Okay. They're like um, really passionate is he? <laughs> right. And you know, that's fine. It's just at some point, at some point in this whole thing, we're going to have to hit like peak wokeness and we're going to have to actually have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, I love that. <laughs> You're going to have to hit peak wokeness where he can't get no more woke. And eventually right. and, we're going to have civil discourse. Yeah. And that, and that's just it. And like, this is, this is part of the solution, right? It's about, it's about having a longer conversation on things that just make us uncomfortable. Like it's, you know, you guys have made a, a done a really good job of making me feel comfortable in this, in this space, because like, it's not easy having this conversation and knowing that other people are going to hear it. You know, I'm sure I'll get lots of pushback on my own, but at some point I just have to stop caring because Twitter I love all people that I follow on Twitter. Like it's just at, at some point you have to expand and grow out of, you know, where you were, you know, and we all need to do that. We all need to like, and I, you said something before, um, uh, Della, I think about this American way of thinking and it's, it, but like, that's, I feel, I feel like that's the problem. A lot of times on the left and right is people are trying to do like, we're Americans and we need to do this. And it's like, people need to come. Like, I think that people need to concentrate more on being the individual. Yeah. You know that's what, what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what I always say. Right. And like somehow that was lost. Like when I was growing up, like I was born in 85, like it felt like it just felt like then it was, it was, it was about that. Like, of course there was like, you know, stand up pledge of allegiance in school, but it was about doing well for yourself and like learning. So you could be independent to go on. Like, you know, they press hard in high school to like go to, 
go to college and like, you know, make a good living for yourself and be smart. And, but now it's, now it's just like, whether what either side you're on, it's like, you either like America, America, keep my guns. Or it's like, just everyone stay together and let's all burn this down together. And we're Americans and we got to, it's like, wait, what, like, what, what happened? It's like, I'm just in the middle. Like, I'm just trying to eat breakfast. You know, I'm just trying to go about my day. That's it. Yeah. Um, so do you, so, uh, I know I asked you at the beginning of the show, so you're a streamer and mm-hmm. you said, you said you're moving into podcasting. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I, I don't have all the time in the world because of family and stuff, but I try and put out one a month where I talk to, uh, creative people, um, in many different fields. Uh, you know, I have friends who are musicians that tour on like, a, you know, the world stage. I just talked to my friend who is, um, he's the tour manager for Billie Eilish. Like, I mean, I, I talked to like a whole range and Twitch streamers, like friends that I had like, you know, years ago and just get an idea of like their creative process and like what they, you know, and I do in long format. So like longer than this, generally close to two hours, we'll talk. Um, and it's just, it's at the very least, if we're not talking about anything political or polarizing, it's just, it's just about people getting used to the idea of talking to someone at length and not in, 280 characters because I mean, between Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all those fucking things, like it's people just don't take the time to sit and, and speak with one another anymore. It's right. a real shame, you yeah. know? And it's too much work to do that. Yeah. It's too much work to hear, hear another side of the story. I think I'm, it's, I'm, I don't even think it's too much work. I just think some people are just afraid of being told that they're wrong or afraid of being presented with the idea that maybe they're not as educated as, as they thought they were on a specific topic. Yeah. yeah Cause they were something. all given a participation trophy and said that, Oh, just yeah. cause you signed up for this, you get an award. And it's like, Nope, sometimes you fail and you get nothing. Yeah. And that's fine because you know, part of falling is getting back up and keep going. And of course, you know, some people won't ever get up and that's, that's just their destiny. But the majority of people have the ability to pick themselves up and continue on. And it's, and it's not like a, a, it's not exclusive to cis white males, you know, it's like every single person out there. Like I've watched all walks of life, you know, come across all walks of life that have been successful. People don't realize there's varying degrees of success. It's not just like, Oh, I'm making six figures now. So I'm happy and successful. Like, no, like, do you enjoy your job? Do you enjoy getting up? Do you love your family? Are you comfortable in your skin every day? Like, seems like a win to me. Yeah, I you think know, it's subjective. Success yeah. is kind of subjective, I think. I think you said yeah. something that was very, very interesting. It's something that I completely agree on is um, practicing like individualism. Like, I feel like no one now is actually thinking for themselves or even just living for themselves, which, uh, which to me kind of, it, it definitely helps with some self-confidence issues from what I'm seeing with a lot of people now. And uh, you can kind of tell with the way that people act, with the way that people speak, is that something that I think that that's not being preached, especially to the youth, is honestly thinking for yourself and being your own person. How right now we're seeing a lot of people just being reactive to things instead of just, all right, something happened. Let's sit, think about it. It's just like, no, we're going to use pure emotion. I'm going to go by what someone else said to make me angry. So thus I'm going to be angry. And I really think that that is because of people not really thinking for themselves and not really just living for themselves. I know that there are people who practically live on Twitter who just look at 
you know, tweets and they're basically on autopilot for like other people and not themselves. If you really cared about yourself, if you really thought for yourself, you would do some critical thinking because that's that's the best way to go about making a better you. Like you said, like, you know, we're working out. One of the best things is like if you just do like an isolation exercise, you're just doing your biceps. All right, cool. You got big biceps. You do a compound movement, you're working multiple muscles at the same time, thus making you look better and more efficient. Because those are the best exercises when you're work, when you're working out multiple muscle groups, not just one muscle group, and you're you're doing the same thing with your mind. So I feel like no one's thinking critically, no one's really trying to be for themselves, and it's just alarming. That's why people stay in their echo chamber, and it's just like they're just everyone's just playing off of each other's thoughts, not their own. I feel like you know what Star was saying, like the today's youth you know they're not really taking for themselves and it's just like how can they when and how can they practice individuality where every kid nowadays wants to be the next influencer everybody wants to be a replica of the next uh logan paul or james charles uh, anybody because it's just like you gotta you gotta remember like a lot of today's youth is just as you said on social media and twitter and youtube and all they see is these young kids being successful by some doing absolutely nothing and it's like i want to be that i'm going to follow what they're doing and the world is there's a lot going on in the world but they're so focused on being the next influencer because uh, let's be honest like these influencers really influence kids and push uh, agendas and objectives to these kids this this uh political stance so they're like i'm gonna deal i'm gonna agree with that political stance too i don't know what this person's stance is you know, everybody's like, oh, vote for Biden because Biden, Biden, Biden is better than Trump. Anything's better than Trump. That's what everybody's saying. That's everybody's mindset. It's like, okay, what is what are the what are the political stance that you agree with Biden and uh, Kamala Kamala Harris, right? Yeah. It's Kamala Harris on. What are the what political stances do you agree in them with? Oh, well, you know, uh he's and she um it's better than Trump. Like you're just gonna vote for somebody without knowing what their political stance is at yeah. all. Yes. <laughs> at, yeah. at all. Are you listening to any of these debates? You're just going off of better than Trump. Yeah. yeah how all... do you how do you vote as a a, a, a a big brain American go off of things like that? It's it's a. I mean, it goes back to what you were saying about kids wanting to just be on YouTube and social networks and stuff like. It was bound to happen because this is the first like real iteration of, of technology, right? Like the internet, no, I don't know if anyone saw the internet going the way it did, right? I mean, it's a fact, no one did. So the, my generation of like people, like I remember dial up and even before that mm -hmm. broadband and all that, these kids are being, you know, they're being raised in a broadband internet. Like you just connect to everything at all times but there was no, no one knew how to deal with that. And I, like I said, I think it was inevitable that, that this generation of kids was going to fall into this. It's now my job and anyone else's job. Like you guys having this podcast, if you have kids or if you do have kids, like to teach them like moderation, it's okay to be on the internet, but it's very important that you connect with people outside real life. Like I don't, I watch kids come into, I, I work at a restaurant. And I watch kids come in constantly and they sit there on their phone and they're either playing games or they're on TikTok or they're on whatever, the, whatever platform you choose. And they don't know how to disconnect from it. And because their parents didn't know that they needed to 
you know, reel this stuff in. We're in, we're in the position we're in. It's nobody's fault really, but we need to take the steps to, to let people know that it's a little dangerous to, to remain in these spaces for too long, because like we've talked about um, a lot today is it, you just, you stay in this echo chamber, you stay in this like like-minded loop of thoughts and everything. And you need to break away from it. And you, you guys know sitting down with someone and, and sharing like actual air with them is so much better. I know it sounds weird in this COVID world that we're in, but you know what I mean? Like just sharing the same space as someone and physically like giving them a hug or, you know, having a conversation about what's going on and not being in your phone. Like it's pretty special, which sounds strange to say now, but it's the truth. So it's just, a, it's an unfortunate position we're in because no one, no one saw what the internet was going to become and how it was going to mold. But now that we know it's our, it's our duty to, to help kids in the future. Yeah. I, I, I think about that a lot, actually, because I do remember, like, dial-up and, like, the progression of it. And those are the good old days, man. You got that. You got mail. And it was just spam. It was a junk and all that crap. AIM. AIM. Those AOL CDs. A what? Yeah. A the mail. Yes, I would decorate my wall with AOL CDs. Cause that was a what? Yeah, it was weird. Um, <laughs> but, like, in, in any case, like, I feel just, you know, I don't remember when I discovered Twitter initially, but I don't recall people talking about it in the manner that it is now where people are just like angry all the time. And then when you look at like some of these interactions, especially like the younger generation where they've always just been connected to the internet, it's like they, they don't, I don't think they have a grasp of how to have an actual conversation in the real world, you know, because I like to compare social media interactions kind of like to working at a job. It's like when you work at a job, you're going to have other employees that you may not like, you may not agree with. And, and this is especially true with like, streamer culture so on twitch i like to think of like streamers as independent contractors like you're not an employee you're just an independent contractor you go on there make your money you you leave um but for the sake of the argument i like to, I like to say pretend they're employees like would you send out a mass email to all of your uh co-workers berating somebody because you didn't like what they have to say or would you like publicly try to like berate them in front of the entire you know you know office because you don't like them it's like that's it's not realistic like how do you deal with conflict conflict resolution in real life how do you entertain opposition or do you entertain opposition you know like that seems like a very sad and lonely way to live to just like not want to hear anything but only those that agree with you like that's just weird to me you know, doing it's, god's it, work i mean it, sorry it, like people who are i mean i know people who are on facebook who will like they'll go through other people's profiles and find you know some heinous comment they made or, or whatever and then they'll they'll send it to their employer and it's like like people think that they're actually doing like God's work in this way. Like, Oh, I'm getting rid of this Trump supporter. I'm getting rid of this person who said this. And it's like, just, I mean, first of all, live your own damn life because like there's other shit going on. And I mean, I'm a believer in like, like what goes around comes around. If you're a shitty human at some point, that's going to come back to you and you're going to get yours, you know? And like people, people who are truly like in part of my French pieces of shit, like they don't last long. You know, people who can't like learn, be kind to other humans and like just be a good person for themselves or others, like they, they don't, they just don't last long in this world. But people who are like, you know, who maybe made some poor cho choices in the past and who are trying to make amends and 
like be a better person, whether because they have a family now or because they have a job that like requires them to be a professional. Like you're telling me you're going to go like ruin someone's life over something they said maybe a decade ago or even five years ago. Like, come on now, like let, let's, let's grow the fuck up because we're not tattletales. And like I said, if they're truly bad, a bad person, that's going to come right back around to them. So I don't know. It's unfortunate. It's, it's funny what you were saying, Vanessa, about how, uh, you know, some of these uh, people, they never work like in a real work environment where you have to be around people you may not like. Yeah. And you're going to hold them accountable by dragging them in front of the whole office and going, look, he is a bad person. You know, it's funny because uh, as, as a manager, you learn, especially like in the military as a, as a higher up, they teach you punish in private and commend in, in a crowd. And it goes the same way in a workspace too. You know, you don't yell at somebody or fire somebody publicly. You go, oh, this person right here, look, take a good look at him. You'll be, he's being fired. Goodbye. But I, I feel like I, you know, I, we said it on another podcast. Some people need to work in like retail or, or some type of, get some type of, yeah, some type, some type of place so they get humble because we live in a society where we just coddle everybody. So we can sit behind a nice, comfortable screen and keyboard, say whatever you want, and everybody's going to give us hugs and kisses, you know? And mm-hmm. we can just hold people accountable and hide behind the screen, yeah. always. Drag somebody out, go, hey, look, this is a bad person. Go Twitter, do your thing, and then we can sit back and hide. Yeah. And in the real world, it's not like that because if you if you call somebody out, on something, they're going to confront you. And I feel a lot of people today don't know how to deal with confrontation at all. It's, I, we got to get out this whole mindset where it's just like, like you said, um, this whole mindset where confrontation has to just be like a a public execution. If Saul and Vanessa were saying some fucked up shit about me, I'm going to bring them into a private disco and go, what the fuck is going on? Why were you guys saying this? Right. Like, let's have this internal conversation. I'm not going to go on Twitter and go, Saul and Vanessa called me a big, stupid bald head. And now I need to, I'm looking at what they, look how mean they are. That's the thing. They no, do, I mean, yeah. we're going to be adults, sit down and talk. What, what's, what's our issues here? What's going on? Why can't we do that? Everybody likes to claim like I'm an adult. Like, are you really adult? Because you can't have a decent conversation with another adult on problems you may have or disagreements you could have. I think it just goes back into, like I I said, I think it goes back into how um, glamorized the idea of being an influencer is. Because if you think about it, like, what is the purpose of calling somebody out publicly? To, To the person doing it, it might be to hold that person accountable, to feel, like, virtuous in a way, like, look, I'm helping, right? But the reality is, is you're not helping and you somehow convinced yourself in your head that you have the authority to hold a random stranger accountable in the first place. So it almost makes it seem like it's just back to, uh, you know, impressions, just clicks, just likes, because nobody said you have to do it publicly. You can do it privately. You just choose not to because you want everyone to know that you're holding somebody accountable as if like people need to know that it's I I, I don't I don't understand it. Um and I, and I think that, you know, I keep saying that I, I feel like this trend of, you know, call out culture, cancel culture, I feel like it's only, only going to go away when we stop entertaining it, when we just stop engaging in it, when we see a thread of somebody calling somebody out for something stupid, whether it's like a, a tweet from old, you know, 10 years ago, it's like you have to, you have to push back against it. Otherwise, the cycle is going to continue because that's the only reason that it's thriving. It's because of the interactions of other people. You know, like if I went ahead and called Della out, call him a 
big ass forehead shiny chia pet, but I only got one like, that's the end of it. It's yeah. not gonna do nothing's else. It's not gonna happen. I actually thought about it because I, I listened to your your podcast when all the 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 Twitch stuff was happening, like the the Twitch Me Too stuff was going on, which I feel like that what that becomes like, um, and that's not discounting anyone's story who's true, of course, you know, like that that's that's just awful. But like I I, I feel like that in a way is is a is the product of another problem is that people don't feel comfortable in a private space coming forward, right? Um, so they feel that coming out publicly, then there's like a bunch of people around them that can support them. Whereas like if, if something's done behind closed doors, there's this like, there's uh, the chance that they won't be believed or that I'll just get swept under the rug, which I, I believe that happens too. Um, I, and I, I, so I think the root of the problem is creating a, a, a space or a, a way for for victims to feel comfortable in reporting these things because that's how things get done. Right. Is like, if, if something like really egregious is going on um, or, you know, you're being, you know, put in a position, you're very uncomfortable. You should be able to go to a, a figure of, of authority to get that person taken away. Like, I mean, I know from what little Twitch has said, like, you know, that the, the authorities have been involved with some of these cases, which like I wish, and I'm sure everyone wishes that had been done so long ago if they, you know, if it needed to happen because no one, people like that shouldn't be on the streets. I have small kids. Like when they become teenagers, I don't want them exposed to people who are preying on them, whatever. But what I, you know, like I said, I think the real problem is, is making people feel safe in the first place and secure in going to report these things. Cause I know it's not easy. But and I, I think, like I said, I think that's why people like go for that mob mentality because, like, then they're like, "Oh, well, then I'll get everyone rallied behind me." But then it snowballs into this thing that I'm sure some people got caught in there that, you know, maybe made one poor decision in like, you know, in their early part of their life, and now that they've been called out on it or even vindicated in some situations, they're screwed. They're not. And I, I like I said, I listened to your podcast about this, and you had talked about how awful it is that you know, like some people just aren't going to come back from their accusations and, yeah. you know, no one, some people don't deserve to, but, you know, I think, I think there's, there's some, like I said, to the ones who are vindicated, like they, they might not ever recover from that mentally right. or like, you know, in their, in the real world. So personally with yeah. that, like, I feel like even, even with like the me too thing, cause you, you made a good point. Like maybe that's the result of some people not feeling comfortable calling something out privately so they feel the need to do it publicly. I feel mm -hmm. like that is something that that person needs to figure out on their own. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel I don't feel like that's an excuse to uh, go online and publicly yeah. call someone out. And, and because because at the end of the day, you're like when you do that, you're putting pressure on the public for them to all of a sudden be the jury to figure out if what you're saying is actually true. And I don't mm -hmm. think I don't think that is. I don't think that's fair. Like when you go into when it, when there's a case that goes into the courts, is you know there's due process, there's a jury, there's like a judge, there's a witnesses. You know what I mean? There's a whole shebang, 
And I, of course, I brought this up online. And I got called a rape apologist because I want due process. I want things to be done accordingly, not literally just he said, she said. And this is coming from me, somebody that's also been in that situation, too, where I didn't feel comfortable going to the police, but I sure as hell didn't go to Twitter either. So right. it, it was one of those things where I just like I needed to work on myself to figure out how I wanted to address this before moving forward instead of going online and putting the responsibility on a bunch of random strangers to figure it out you know the court of public opinion is is quick to act and they're ruthless and like said it's a lot of times they make the wrong decision the due process is there for a reason because it you know if you go to the authorities if you if you report these things that happen like like then it becomes a discussion of something else like what that person did was wrong if the system is broken that needs to be fixed Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it's not it doesn't mean that there's a whole race of people that hates you and wants to put you down. It just means that, you know, whatever, you know, standard operating procedure that's in place maybe isn't working and needs to be fixed. But like those people will pay, you know, in the end. I just want to go back and touch on like something you said uh, really early in the podcast where you said uh, challenging your brain and like, you know, working out and challenging it and expanding it. So, you know, I, you know, that whole controversy thing with that Netflix show cuties came out. Right. And it was just like, everybody was like, Oh, if you watch this year, you're instantly a pedophile. It's pedophilia right. and stuff. And you know, I, I, I watched some like YouTube creators sit there and watch. And it was like, people jumped the gun way too quick in this movie. Like, yeah, there was some shit that was like questionable, but it showed like a bigger picture of something that's really going on in America right. and in other countries where like, young children are being uh, sexualized and even trafficked. And, but the whole thing everybody just focused on was like, these little girls are acting like adults. These little girls are twerking to do things adults do. Mm-hmm. But the thing was like, no one looked at when like they had the, the, the show on TLC with young beauties and all that stuff. Nobody looked at that show. Everything was like pageant moms. I think it was called. Right. And they had these little girls dressing and doing all these crazy stuff. And, you know, there's actually little girls on YouTube doing the exact same thing that they're, they're doing in this movie, Cuties. Nobody's looking at that. But because Netflix put it in your face, everybody's like, oh, no. And, and I feel like as as a society, we also we need to, you know, before we jump and judge something, we need to actually sit there and go, okay, let me actually sit down and understand why people are mad at it. Let me watch this movie. I haven't watched the movie because I just don't feel comfortable watching the movie. I That's right. a comfort box. I'm just like, you know what? I don't feel like stepping into that comfort box right now. I will stay <laughs> in this box. I watch a whole other movies, but me, I'm just like, you know what? I don't think I'm comfortable enough to watch it. No, I'm not going to sit and say, oh, Del, you don't what, think is, you're com- uncomfortable watching because you're a pedophile. No, I don't feel like watching the movie where little girls freaking twerking doing shit. You know why? Because I can look outside and see... Little hood rat girls doing that shit. Yeah, I'm like, definitely on the other side of that because I've like, seen a lot of videos too and I'm just like, I know you can send across a message but you don't exploit children to talk about exploiting children. So uh, that's definitely a... Like even without... Like I... Even without seeing it, um, I've already was told like multiple YouTubers who have reviewed, I'm definitely not comfortable seeing it. I think that you can get a message across without actually doing what the message is. Like... You know, oh, we're talking about exploiting, like, you know, children that would be exploited sexually and everything. Let us show you these zoomed in shots of their ass shaking and everything. It's like, no, 
So I think I think differently <laughs> about it. It's not something I'm ever going to be open minded to. Literally, yeah. like it's it's just it's one of the, it's 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 one of those subjects where it's just like no, like it's it's just like nah. It's not like oh, don't jump the gun. It's like nah. The second that you have children who I think shouldn't be involved in a lot of situations at a certain like at a certain age, especially like at eleven. Where the synopsis was like, oh, they join a twerp, they join a twerp group, and blah blah blah. It's like, bro, you don't even need to see the movie to see that that's gonna be something. I feel <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, do, so. do you feel like a, a documentary style format would have been better? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Like, here's what's going on in these dance troops. Let's talk about for it. these type of messages. I that's exactly what it involves, and yeah. then that will get people's attention more than. You know, it's just like I understand you have like this fictional story, but from what I've from what I've seen and from what I've heard, very uncomfortable scenes where it's just zooming in in three minutes of literally a little girl shaking her ass. It's just like no, like I get I get the deeper message. I know people are really trying to look into art a certain way, but that's to me that's one of those things that shouldn't be touched unless you use the medium correctly, which should have been like a documentary. That's yeah, straying I, away from it though. But uh, I feel the documentary <laughs> but, yeah. much better. Uh, no. That's also a, a um, <clears throat> one of the problems that we face in there is like I agree with what you're saying, um, but the, there's the clip culture part of it, right? That like the movie is about this; it's a commentary on America or whatever. But people clipped where they wanted it to 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 be, mm. and they made what that was about. So anytime I see a clip of something on Twitter or Facebook, I see the video and I try and find the actual full video somewhere else because there's too much context lost in things. You can clip anything anywhere you want mm -hmm. to make, make a, the point that you need. And it's once again, misinformation and, and news outlets do this too. All and like you misinformation does way more harm than good because it's just lying at the end of the day, you know? Um, and I can't stress enough to people as a parent, it's, it's hard. It's hard work. There's nothing easy about raising kids. There's nothing easy about trying to make like to provide good context for kids. And that's all kids have is they, they watch what's going on. They absorb what's happening in context, every move you make because they can't talk and you, they don't really understand you for the first couple of years. If you cannot take the time to educate yourself, to really use your brain, like this isn't me being like, I got the biggest brain and I'm smart and I know it all far from it but you need to make the effort to just not take what you see for face value. You need to go out and you need to, to just vet those ideas in those, those news clips, because sometimes they're not true. Sometimes they are, but it's, it's a shame that we're in this place. And it's a shame that we don't have a candidate or candidates that, that want to like really put pressure on news media because like Biden is just kind of like absent-minded at see, like I, I, I couldn't tell you what he even stands for. And Trump is just incites like this, like vitriol on, on both sides, you know? And it's like, neither one are doing good for anything. Like I know people, I know my conservative friends have told me some good things that he's done. And I, I can get down with that. Like if he's done a few good things, great. But the, how he talks to America and how he talks to his constituents is I can't get behind that. And like, if you're going to be in the highest office in this country and arguably the world, you need, you need to have some coups. And that is on us as like content creators, as parents, future parents, whatever, that you, you need to take the time to like really talk to your kids, to provide context, because 
you're not getting it online. And where most people sit nowadays on their phone and it, you know, because of COVID whatever, like pe- people aren't going outside. They're not making those real connections and mm-hmm. it's going to take real work and, and hard work at that. People got short attention spans, so yeah. they limit everything. So just wanted to see a clip or a couple of sentences of like, this is what I believe. Like, especially like mm-hmm. when it comes to headlines with articles and to, from what I'm seeing with articles and when people even put tweets, they put their opinions as facts. And I think that that's a really big problem when it comes oh, yeah. to even articles and news. And like, I, I've went to like even just, just some articles in general, I was speaking with Nessa. It's just like, these people are literally putting their opinions and putting it as a factual thing. And people do that on Twitter all the time too. Just like what Della was saying. It's like, I mean, if you have something to say, say it to me. Instead, they put something about a person on Twitter and put it like, this person's this, 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 and this, right. when it is mm-hmm. your opinion and not a fact. Right. And people right. just hop onto that really quick. So I think we see that in all, uh, like it, everywhere, basically. And uh, like in news and streaming, and people are literally just trying to put their opinions as facts. And I hate that because then now it's eliminating the fact that you can't have an opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, hey, these opinions are facts, but it's eliminating the fact that you don't have an opinion now. So it's funny that you said the whole clip thing because uh, there was this whole thing I posted on Twitter where a clip of a, a YouTuber said something about comparing the uh, consumption of child pornography. So before I went and before I reposted the clip, I was like, maybe there's more context to this. So I did my research and all the context kept leading and all his examples kept leading. Those It's very weird. I was just like, this guy got it like, I don't know. Like he compared it. He he compared consumption of child labor to us buying PCs and knowing that those parts that have been mined by uh, child. I'm sorry. He compared child consumption of child pornography to child labor. So we're buying PCs and everything, and because and it's child labor and in these countries and everything, we're consuming this stuff. So you shouldn't be mad at somebody that consumes. Uh, child pornography is just like where did you get those two together because those two are two different things right like child labor is a whole different creature is it is their point of view from the angle of well i didn't manufacture this pc part this child did i didn't record the child pornography someone else did so is it like that let's put in the blame but it's it's the it's, it's the consumption of the consumption so like don't be mad at the person consuming it because you don't know the intent of why they're consuming child pornography. Excuse me? I know the intent. <laughs> and it's like, you can't, so it's like, you should be mad at a person who's buying a computer and their parts because you are supporting uh, child labor and sweatshops and all that stuff. It's like, what? Huh? That, like, no one's watching pornography you, for any other type of intent. Research. Like, uh, when you, when like, you I'm, watch I'm, porn, I'm, it's, I'm it's watching for one this, thing and one thing only. <laughs> Yeah, you buy a computer because it's essential. It's a it's in, in today twenty twenty. A computer right now is actually an essential need. Believe it or not, I remember having a computer was a luxury. Uh-huh. Now, everybody's working from home. You need a computer now. Yeah, but <sighs> yes, you, if I, I was I was sending you the clips, it was all on my Twitter. Like I know people were trying to say like, no, you're taking out of context because blah 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 blah. He's he's edgy. It's like what? That's not edgy. That is not edgy. And I watch yeah. multiple videos of his, and like the stuff he says, when you relate it to, is just like, it, I I don't get it. So you're in favor of this then, and it's just like, my head. But 
because he's a big YouTuber, people defend him. That's stupid. And I, I hate this like origin based, like blame, like blaming, like, because this happened, then this happened, then this happened. So it's, it, you know, all your, the precious metals that are made to make your chips are mined in Africa or whatever. It's like, hold on. Like, wait a minute. So, so you don't have a cell phone then what are you, what are you recording this YouTube video on? Like, so you're complicit in that, but then you're going to like, what, what, like, I'm, I'm so sick of that, like blaming, you know, four generations away of what, ha- you know, like four mm-hmm. steps away. And it's just, it doesn't do any good for anyone. Cause at the end of the day, if, if that's what you want to do, then every person needs to be locked in their house and it's, everything's going to be white Oh, and then uh, sterilized, and you're not gonna have any products. Everything's not, you know. It's like the, the, you're you're going down a rabbit hole that you just can't escape from, and all it ends up in is like this weird isolationist society where no one talks to each other. Because I guess you can make an argument that my coffee cup came from somewhere bad, and and because of that, I should never drink coffee again. Or are we explain you, you, you can't know? So. And yeah. the reason, I mean, you are a Caucasian, which clearly the reason I'm still in the hood is because of you. So, well, where's my hat? Where's, <laughs> where's my hat? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Now he's flying. Here he is. Here he uh, is. Where's that? <laughs> Peace and vegan bless- blessings, my brothers and sisters. <laughs> now, going back to what this oppressor has said to us. <laughs> okay. <This oppressor>. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to sit there and enjoy coffee that. Our Latin brothers and sisters slave away again. But I have coffee you too. Dig? Oh, but it's different for you, my sisters. You know why? Because it comes from the motherland. It comes from the motherland. It wasn't stolen from another country. Can you dig? Can you dig? Yeah. But this oppressor can sit here <laughs> and tell us that he gets to enjoy a hot cup of joe while many of our brothers and sisters can barely enjoy a hot cup of meat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> can you dig, my brother? Can you dig? Can you dig? <laughs> He get to drink his milk. Why does a white man like milk? Because it's a reflection of himself. <laughs> oh my God. God. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Notice when we drink our coffee, we like to lighten it because we hate ourselves. We hate <laughs> the darkness of the coffee. Saul doesn't though. <laughs> it's black. Because he loves, he loves himself. So if you put milk, <laughs> if you add Milk into coffee to lighten it. You hate yourself as a black person. There and that's, we go. You gotta stop that. Uh, it's all. Can you see, dig? I understand now where the <laughs> anti-blackness dig? comes from. There it is. It's my coffee. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so Brother Saul, keep drinking that coffee black like you are as the king. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. I'm sorry, Tom. I, I, uh, we just have fun. Know. I don't think he's some oppressor. Okay, Jesus Christ. Somebody gonna be like, I was gonna say that's gonna be clipped, and I'm gonna, just gonna be right. smeared yeah. across. Look at them gang up on this innocent <laughs> cis man. <laughs> that would be the irony for this to get clipped. And I'd be like, we were literally just talking about I hope about it this. gets clipped. I, I know, right? I hope it gets so clipped. Bad. So it's just be like, bro, just go to the... Go to it. <laughs> I think us laughing, I think it will give away that it's not a real thing. <laughs> I just want to be angry about something. any Anything at all. I'm just uh, over it. We need more laughs in the world. You know, I posted that, uh, that news article from like back in 2017 where it says... Unarmed black man shoots cop. <laughs> oh my god! And then somebody said, "Well, this happened back in 2017, and you know, a little bit of research." It's like, bro, it's for memes. It's funny. We need the funny. I know it's a real story, but it's just funny how it's worded. Like, we need more laughs in society today. 
after you look, you turn the news, it's just horrible. When you could, right. when you could sit here and make like dark humor jokes, like this, like me calling Tom like an oppressor and stuff. Like he has, yeah, I don't know Tom. Yeah. I met the man the internet. I don't know. For me to call him <laughs> oppressor is, is fucked up, but he's laughing. We're all laughing about it. Uh, it's funny. Tom, do you feel do you feel targeted right now? No. Okay. <laughs> it took too long to answer. So maybe- <laughs> Yo, you look scared. You look scared. Uh, See, you know, all right. You look like it, it was just like. Hmm. <laughs> somebody, we gotta, somebody gotta clip that and put like the um the who wants to be a millionaire thing and like when it slows down and it shoots in his face and he's like, right. A yes, B no, C stay silent. You gotta put like D, Vietnam smile. flashbacks and put black and white and zoom in on his face. I know. Oh man! No, I mean, oh god! If anything, this has like been a big breath of fresh air in like the like conversation space. And you're right, like just good to have a laugh, like knowing that you know you can talk about things and still find some like humor in it. Because like at the end of the day, like I mean, we have each other, we have ourselves. Like we need to learn to like just just live and enjoy life, you know. And the world is just so full of like polarization it's like well if it's not this it's this and this and this and like it's someone like me who's like stuck in the middle and like you guys like it's it's stressful to even turn on your social media at some at some points you know you're like yeah. great i can't think that anymore sweet all right <laughs> yeah. i guess i'll just go back to my hole i think you know everyone could use some laughs and and the world is just so serious right now and i feel like a lot of people especially those participating in some type of social justice or activism right now specifically feel like they are going to be the sole reason that things change. And it's like, there are literally trillions of people on this planet. Like the world is still going to be burning by the time you get back to your PC. You don't have to be like on overdrive all day, every day being angry about every headline that comes across your screen. I think that that's stupid. It's just stupid. That old adage, like Rome wasn't built in a day. That's the other thing that people need to remember is like, Real change doesn't happen by, you know, burning this all to the ground. You burn something to the ground, you're putting yourself even farther behind. And that is just like you look at history and it's just it's just what happens. Like real work done behind the scenes on Congress floor or whatever. Like if you want to see that change, like go be it. Right. And I know that's cliche, but like, it's true. you know, I don't want to be in government. Don't want it at all. But there's people who like who can do it. And if you want the change, go and take the place of these, these idiots that are representing us, you know, like it's, it's hard, but that is the journey. Nothing in life worth doing is easy. And it's just in the same thing. All these people want to burn it down, burn it down, have fun. Who's going to rebuild it? Not your ass behind the keyboard, you know, like, sorry, like, but the people who like people who really want to make the change will put in the real work to get it done. And the sad part is, is like all these people are yelling, burn it down. When something does change, they're going to be like, yeah, we're the ones who did it. Like, no, I don't think so. Like, I mean, yeah, it's great to have a voice. It's great to protest. Like, I'm not saying don't go protest, but be smart about it. You know, don't, don't go burning private businesses down. And all people do is talk shit about Amazon and Walmart and Target, but then they go burn down a mom and pop store. Like what are you doing? Like, right. Like these people like put their life into it. (laughs) If anything, Sorry, like, so. if anything, no, from, from my person, like, if, if I was a business owner and I, and I was watching all this unfold on the news with people saying, like, burn it down and then people rioting and stuff, like, like I said, protesting is fine. There's a very big difference between protesting and rioting and looting mm-hmm. and burning shit down, deliberately being 
malicious. And, you know, if I was a business owner, that would like me seeing that would be like, I am not hiring this person, that person, this person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I look at that as bad behavior. We were all raised a certain way to know that stealing is bad. Arson is bad. You know, violence is bad. Just because mm -hmm. you are angry at something doesn't give you an excuse to all of, all of a sudden be able to do those things. And some people have exactly. convinced themselves of that otherwise. And um, that's, it, it's uh, it's a little bit, I, I don't know how we've derailed from that, but like we got to start knocking some common sense into people because I don't see how they're going to be on the other side of this. When we're at the other side, like how, what, what's going to happen after that? Like I just saw a video of this random person like looting a target and taking all this shit. Like is that person going to complain that they can't get a job now when they've already been broadcasted to the world that they're a thief? Like, I mean, be right. realistic. Reparations. Be realistic. You got reparations and you don't need a job, I guess. The, <laughs> I, I, I hate the, oppose, the opposing argument with people saying, oh, so I guess you're valuing property more than human life. My... My rebuttal with that is that whenever you commit any crime, whenever you're going to de try to destroy someone's property, they have every right to enforce their own force upon you. So to me, it feels like you're not you're devaluing your own life by destroying someone else's property because best right. believe someone can just pop out that shot and shoot you. And you know that that's a possibility. So when people try to say, it's like, oh, you value human life more. It's like, no, that person didn't value their life enough exactly. to want to destroy someone else's property or go on someone else's private property. Because that is right. a fucking right. Let's be real. Like it's a, And the, for people to be angry at that, it's very like crazy. It's just like, no, you have no right you know, to attack me for destroying your business. It's like, yes, I do. You throw a Molotov at my business. Don't think that the repercussions are just going to be, oh, well, you know probably shouldn't hurt him or anything it's just like no i i hate that argument of people saying it's like no 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 one's life is um is like you know a building's not worth more than that but there has to be accountability for the person that's right. actually doing the crime yeah. are they yeah. valuing their own life their own livelihood to go and do this and do something like this to what send a message because you're angry we got the message that everyone's angry but it needs to it's just like if you want to challenge that anger and put it into actual work like tom was saying where you can go and make a difference, channel that into something else. Because it's easy to fucking burn something down. It's easy to throw a brick at someone's car. It's easy to go assault people like people are doing. What's not easy is to actually put that work and do something productive with it in order to better society and your cause and your movement. Because you're just devaluing your own movement by committing the crimes. It doesn't make right. any sense. And it goes too to like, you know, when people are saying... You know, the, the idea of context is really important because when, when someone, like when there's an instance where, where someone, and whether it's white or black, gets killed, if they're unarmed and they get killed by a cop, they get shot, like there's been instances where like the news reports on, on this thing, but what they don't tell you is that the guy is trying to run over the cop with his car. So he discharges his weapon because he's about to get hit by a car. Like yeah. the guy is trying to actively kill the police officer, but that doesn't fit the narrative. So there's no point in putting that detail in there. So th that's them not valuing someone else's life because everyone wants to stick up for one life, but they're not willing to do the other. And like, sorry, but that cop probably has a family too, or maybe he will one day. Th there's this like, like I said, lack of accountability on all sides. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm insensitive to the side that was killed it means i have a brain i can empathize with all sides like i don't want that guy to get killed no i want him to, i'd rather him go to jail hopefully learn his lesson and get out and maybe make something of himself yeah 
you know, I don't, I don't want anyway. And I certainly don't want the cop killed. You know, I'm not going to tell the cop not to discharge his weapon and just take the car and hopefully he walks away paralyzed. Like, no, got to do what you got to do. And that, like what I was, I said earlier, like my mom was a cop for 20 plus years and they are, they are taught like restraint with their weapon. You know, they're, they're not pulling it out willy nilly. Like, Hey, what's up? You know, like they're taking it out because they are threatened. You know, their life is threatened. And that's not to say once again, cause we got to, footnote everything disclaimer not everyone follows those guidelines you know of course there are bad apples in that and they they do things you know like the wild west but it's just it's just not the norm and the numbers speak to that like i mean all you got to do is look at police interactions in deaths which is you know that's a that's a whole other can of worms that people don't want to that's nazi propaganda don't you bring that up I know someone Don't you said bring that, that up. Right? <laughs> someone said you said Nazi propaganda. I that made a whole weird. video on just like things I saw, you know, wrong with the BLM movement and why I don't support the organization. And somebody came at me and said, I never thought I'd see you spout Nazi propaganda. And I asked him, I said, can you tell me what what, what does that entail exactly? It's been like four days. I still haven't gotten a response back. It's just like to oh even say that. Are you and, on a platform like yelling and like doing like the Hitler speech and like, Angry banging on the podium? Do you, is that what happened? Do the po- people mean, throwing up. Do they mean people reading? throwing up the Wu Tang sign? Is I think that's another problem though, too, especially now, is that people just say some crazy shit with no context to it right. either, and just say, but like, yeah, that's Nazi propaganda. It's just like, first of all, I w- I am genuinely curious how you came to this conclusion, like uh, from what you've heard, from what you've seen. Even if you were to clip me, where? <laughs> you're, not, you're not woke enough you don't you don't see the fucking you, you don't read in between the lines like these people do yeah. they look yeah. for every little thing they go right there that's a nazi yeah. propaganda right there because hitler made speeches and you're making speeches now boom yep. nazi propaganda all right so get, you just gotta get the buzzword in there exactly. as long as you get your buzzword in there you get your clicks you get your likes yeah, retweets, exactly. Your exactly exactly our guest over here has to get going so we're gonna wrap this up um, so before we all say our goodbyes and everything, Tom, go ahead, tell people where they can find you. Um, on pretty much all social platforms at the Shagsworth. I'm on Twitch, Twitter. Um, I don't really give out my Instagram, but it's, you know, if you ever, if you ever go to my Twitch page and you watch me, it's, it's on there. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just a lonely little streamer and, uh, cis white male with thoughts. That's yeah. all. <laughs> that was you, a great finisher. <laughs> do you think there's anything that specifically that you hope people can take from this or, or, or not take from this because you mentioned that you were a little bit nervous to like talk about things and stuff like that? Do you feel like this would help? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I just, I, I my takeaway is always like, just put in the work, you know, like it's really easy to hit the retweet button. It's really easy to, to, you know, share a meme on Facebook, but like, realize what you're doing before you do it. You know, there's, there's just misinformation and half truths are lies and they don't help anyone. Like, and like, there's just, there's more than two sides to things. There's not just the far left, it's the far right. There's everything in between. And it's a beautiful place because it allows you to think independently, which is way more empowering than, you know, following the hive mind because at the end of the day, if all these people are going to jump off a bridge and you're going to follow them, like, you know, like it, it's, you just need to do the work. You need to think for yourself. And people tell me, people ask me all the time, like, or they used to anyway, like, why would you want to bring a kid into this world? And I just look at them like, well, 
this is my chance to make the difference. Like I can raise a better generation. Like I can't do that otherwise. You know, I just applied for a job that I have the opportunity to work with underprivileged young adults to help them transition into a career. That's some like really fulfilling work that I hope to accomplish and something I can do outside of my family. Like people should be striving for that. And I hope that this conversation that we had today is like a good like starter for people to realize like even as a cis white person, like you can still ask questions. You know, it may be a little bit more difficult and it may be a transition, you know, to have the conversation with your friends who are of color, but like it's, it can be done. And, you know, stepping outside your echo chamber, it's like the best thing you can do for yourself. It's, it's yeah. very fulfilling. Hell yeah. All right. Facts. Okay. Facts. So, uh, okay. So let's wrap this up. Uh, my name is Gothics. You can find me on YouTube at Gothics TV. Uh, and that's it for me. Y'all can go ahead and do your thing. My plug name in is my Della. <laughs> you right, should plug, plug in your, your, your Twitter. Plug something. Pl- yeah. yeah. I didn't know my name. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it we'll, put, we'll just put it in like youtube i'll, I'll, I'll smack the url just right across it. his face just smack it on my face don't whoa don't clip that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so here great Slap talking as face. always but i'll find a better way to plug stuff in later okay. <laughs> all right you can find me on uh twitch at delacroix 606 uh, you can find me on my Instagram at Della606. See, very simple. Very simple. See, that's what you got to do. Don't worry, Sal. We're working it. We're working. I don't even things. know my name's on there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye.